to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. I, I don't I so Bionic Man right. predated Bionic Woman? Yes, there's the Bionic Man. Then there was a Bionic Woman who also had a Bionic Dog. But weirdly, all three were in completely different universes, right? There was no overlap. They were just they crossed over a number of times. Uh, Sasquatch was in that universe, but I think he was an alien robot. That's I don't know, non-deviant washing. <laughs> that's just trying to that's just cover. I don't appreciate what they did with Sasquatch in that. It was very inaccurate. They kind of tried to like tone down tone down what Sasquatch has done to people and continue to do for years and years. And I feel like that's probably why there was never a task force mm. on is 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 the softening of the image. You know, mm. that this was Bionic Woman was the the Jimmy Fallon tussling sasquatch's hair lightning him lightening it up for the american public wow <laughs> so i feel thank you for having i'm, I'm gonna honor your courage i'm just gonna say that i honor your your courage and standing up for... thank you you're welcome i mean i know i'm a hero that's right <laughs> possibly the greatest uh, american mm-hmm. hero no that was uh william Cat. Yeah. Of the curly blonde haired man yeah, era. Back when curly blonde haired could do something in this world. There's no yep. curly blonde headed men anymore. They got canceled. They did get canceled <laughs> ever, ever since Luke and Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably because Luke was kind of abusive. What are, who was Luke and Laura? No, don't you? Come on. No. Of all people who should know yeah, this, if, you if should. If Ghostface Killer can make a reference to Luke and Laura, I feel like you can know about Luke and Laura. No, yeah. we only got two channels where I lived, okay? Three if the wind blew just right. And one of them well, showed General Hospital. I guarantee yep. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was the most showed show. Did it beat Princess Die or did Princess Die's it beat, wedding it beat, beat Princess Die? It was the bigger, more, more people in the UK actually watched the Luke and Laura right. wedding. Right. Were they, were they at the same time? Did they schedule that as a ratings coup? No, just like when you look the numbers up against each other. Oh, okay. All right. It rivaled the first landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. people say that, like, one of the reasons that uh, Princess Di had that wreck was because it was right after a wedding <laughs> and she found out that the numbers were worse. And she was just mm-hmm. like, oh, get the fuck out of here. And she jumped in <laughs> her car and drove off. Yep. That's that's right. not what happened at all. Those aren't even the I, same decade. That is what happened. But you know what? Unlike Princess Di, Laura still alive. That's true. So who who wore it better? And so is Luke. Yeah, he is. As opposed to the prince who was riding yeah. passenger in the seat when Princess Diana no, that's, did that. That's not right. The, the prince is still alive. Yeah. No, Princess no, the one that died. Are you There's saying Prince one. is alive? <laughs> like, I don't know all of them. I know that one. Prince died like three years ago. There's a bunch that lived for sure. But, you know, that's a, it's a revolving, you know, it's a, it's a revolving thing. They just have another kid and they're like, oh, that's, that's Prince Fauntleroy or whatever. 
you say Fondleroy? <laughs> Fondleroy. Fondleroy. Mummy. 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 You think Princess dies one of those things that, like, for the Brits, they'll make fun of a little bit, but they don't like it when people not from there make fun of. Like, I don't know that we're making fun of her. I don't know. It's I, It has to have softened. I don't know. It seems like the only people that care about royals are like really old people yeah. or just like super weirdos. But I thought they all cared over there. I thought it was a big deal. But I mean, the kids can't care about stuff like that. I don't know. No, she was the people's princess. So what? That's what she was. They called her that. Really? They called her the people's yeah. princess. Yeah. The people's princess. Yeah. She was She was a conduit to the commoner. She uplift or she lifted up the people of, of Britain who otherwise were trampled under the steel boots of royalty for okay. centuries. And she was the first one to reach a hand down, a soft, begloved hand and grasped them around the wrist and pulled them up. She was the people's princess. Yep. Over here, we have uh, Nia Peoples Princess. <laughs> Nia Peoples was. That's a, that's a reference 11 people are going to get. Took us no, to, that's a good one. Yeah. Look up P E E P L E S, folks. Yeah. Nia Peoples. I think, if I remember right, I worked on a movie that she was supposed to be on. Like, God, when I was like 21, this guy's like, hey, want to be an assistant director on a movie? And I said, yes, I do. And I had to call Nia Peoples to send her the uh, script. Wow! And then she, and then oh. she wisely at the last minute said, "I don't want to do this." What? Uh, because it was going to be a terrible movie, and it wasn't going to make any money. Oh, that, that that's never stopped me. That's right. You, you know what? Though? I mean, you know, my dad growing up, my dad worked some kind of I don't know some kind of government job, and I thought he never did anything that show show business related at all. But I found out he was an extra in a really famous movie from the '60s. Wait, what's this? Uh, this is a Pruder film. <laughs> he played a guy behind a knoll. <laughs> oh, like interesting. A, a D and D knoll. And I I asked him. I asked him what oh, was it oh, like. Oh. Was the cast cool? And he said that. Uh, he said that uh, Jackie O was hysterical, <laughs> but I don't think he said he, he, he actually said she was hysterical. And he said that uh, JFK knew all his lines right off the top of his head. <laughs> and that um, Lee Harvey Oswald played the part perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then he disappeared mm-hmm. in a cloud of cigarette smoke. Wow. But he was, he was in the garage. He, we, lived, we lived at the same house. So, <laughs> Right. Well, are we ready to talk about the news? I, I think so. All right. That's what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we might have just broken a story of a, an assassination of a U.S. president. We might have just... A lot no, of no, no, I'm talking about a movie. He was in a movie. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Otherwise, he'd be dead. That's yeah. why all those good folks are waiting for him. All those... He just keeps coming back. He keeps showing up back back over there he'll be back soon fellas yeah where he, he will magically have identical <laughs> politics as yours yeah yeah i don't think that if jfk was gonna come back i don't think he would come to dallas because because dallas is triggering literally <laughs> welcome to the international news service we're your hosts i'm kevin harrison along with 
I am Brian Camp. I am uh, Warren Commission superstar Mike Weeby. <laughs> <laughs> Is, it, is there is there a fourth this time around? Uh, no, nope. Mark Ryan. You know, Mark Ryan is not on here, but he's out uh, working the hard beats, uh, giving uh, giving us information about upcoming events where we can possibly meet people who we've discussed. Seriously, though, what if we went and we met Erin Gray and we told her how much we talked about her on the <laughs> podcast? Maybe we could get Erin Gray to be a guest on the podcast. I think it would come across like exactly like this. Hey, um, we have a podcast and we talk about you on it and um, you're real pretty and can you be on it? Yeah, no, we'll have Mike talk to her, not you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use um, uh-huh. my famous alpha brain interrogation, which is a technique of talking to using the alpha brain persuasion and the alpha brain interactions monkey mindsets you know that just help you help you interact with people especially if those people are ladies now, now when you <laughs> say right. famous who who is this famous amongst i mean it's i mean it's sold tons and tons of copies it's all on my website <laughs> the www.geocities.com forward slash alpha brain monkey mindset dot biz. Uh, it's been a long time oh. since we've talked about your GeoCities page. I'm glad that came up. The counter's got to be over a thousand. Oh, it's flipped over. It's back to it's. If you look at it, if you look at it, like right now, if you look at it, it says like eighty six. Oh, oh, 86, mm-hmm. but that's because it keeps flipping over. Oh, wow. Does it still play the 8-bit soundtrack, Eye of the Tiger, as flashing Christmas <laughs> lights on the border? Yeah, it does. We've got that. And then there's one page where I wanted to, on the, the contact page, everything, mm-hmm. the fonts are all in cursive, and it plays for Fleur de Lis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kevin, you're supposed to keep us on track. Yeah, so I'm going to try something new here. We'll see if this happens or not, and uh, if not... For the listener, uh, we're trying something new. I'll either forget next week, or Mark will cut it out, and I'll stop doing it. Even though I mispronounced his name, so he's definitely cutting it out. You mispronounced Mark? I I said Mork. I say Merk. Merk. Oh, we should call him Merk. Merk. (laughs) That's fucking cool. That'd be a good... That's Mark's rap name. (laughs) Yeah. Mark Mark Ryan. Hey, he does have a new yeah. uh, project out. He just yeah, I listened to it. I liked it. It's good, right? Od Odx Odx. That's Ex yep. o- Operation Diaphragm X Ray. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a good way to remember it. So we've got two news stories. A bonus story for our Patreon listeners. We've got an update in the arts and culture section, and then Mike concludes the Glenn A. Larsonisance. Just real quick, Kevin, just to remind yes. everybody that this is a, again, a phase two podcast. Phase two. It means phase two. so much to them when they weren't around for any of the meetings we had on this. Two point our, our listeners know. Phase two. So this, our first story comes to us from the Daily Record. It's uh, in Scotland. Oh. Is it vinyl? Just vinyl? Uh, the Daily <laughs> Newspaper Record. Gotta get expensive. So we've covered the Loch Ness Monster on the podcast before and pointed out that the first sighting goes back to the year... 565 CE. But despite numerous sightings over the centuries, Wait, what's CE? A common era. 
AD. I thought it's AD. Yeah, I'm, I'm using archaeologist uh, numbers, and they say CE. It's BC before Christ and AD <laughs> after death, which is a misnomer because he came back to life. So, well, also that implies that Jesus lived for like one day or something. If it's before Christ and after death. I'm just saying that we all agree that we're not going to rename UFOs. I think right. we can all agree. Yeah. Right. Everybody UFOs. Knows AD and BC. So BC. despite numerous sightings over the centuries, no one has been able to prove the animal known as Nessie exists. Now, a paranormal investigator named Ron Halliday may have an answer. Brian's already shaking his head. He hasn't even heard the story. He's putting his hypothesis ahead of the information. I would like to point out that my head shake did not interrupt Kevin. So <laughs> if the story is getting off track, it is not my fault. <laughs> Although I can't help but think that the comic BC has now been ruined by you changing the way we yeah. keep track. How, of How's that even going to exist anymore? <laughs> I don't, when was the last time you read BC? I read it all the time. <laughs> yeah. You write some funny things on that rock. Yep. That rock says all kinds of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. I'll get, a, I'll get a BC tattoo right now. <laughs> it would be pretty good. I've never seen a BC tattoo. If you could get a BC that's tattoo a while we podcast it, that would be pretty great. Let's, let's, uh, let's do it. Patreon? Right. If, if somebody in the Patreon wants to pay for me to get a BC tattoo right. while I do this. If anything ever signified that we have become a phase three podcast. That yeah, would be yeah, that, yeah, that that's true. Phase three enters. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry, Kevin. Please continue. Paranormal investigator Ron Halliday suggests that the Loch Ness Monster could be hiding in another dimension. Adding, quote, with the Loch Ness Monster, people could be seeing a dinosaur that existed in the past. They may be so seeing something that looks solid, but isn't actually in our world that could spread across a whole range of things, such as UFO sightings. He also added, quote, some people are more psychic than others. They can pick up these experiences while others may not. It's possible that some may walk into these portals without realizing it. Then they can see these things. And then he added, to my mind, it does provide an explanation to a whole range of paranormal phenomena. Uh, of course, the article also points out that this is more or less the plot to the hit Netflix show, Stranger Things. Ron Holiday is the author of several books, including... UFO Scotland, Scotland's X-Files, and Famous Scots and the Supernatural. This guy's really filled that niche in Scotland. Yeah, like he's a smart dude. Good for him. Well, I mean, that's not a new theory that the, that a lot of this weirdness is uh, interdimensional. Is it a new theory in Scotland, though? Perhaps. I mean, a lot of this is just rebranding some of the tenets of quantum magic and, and frankly i think even you, you'll have to speak to yep. this mike but sound bathing you know is that this is a bit. these are things that <laughs> that you know practitioners have held true for for quite a while so it's interesting to hear a paranormal investigator spin on something that that we've known about for quite a while right yeah they're um, catching up they're always playing catch up right playing catch up and and look they're they're they are the conduit to people who don't have uh, a connection to that world and that's that's okay and that's why they're always going to be a little bit behind here mm -hmm. um you know I, I don't think that this is terribly groundbreaking in that respect so no good for him i mm. guess and I do mm. want to make sure that this is a real fellow and not a Mike Myers character. No, I, I looked up Ron Halliday, and he is 
He was the co-founder of a paranormal conference they have every year in Scotland. Well, that seems like something Mike Myers would possibly. Are you legitimately concerned that we're being we've been duped He's, by? A... I mean, Mike Mike Myers loves nothing more than dressing up his characters. Does he not <laughs> love dressing up in crazy outfits? He does. Mm-hmm. Does he not love doing a Scottish accent more than anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He does. Yes. Does he not love trying to pull fast ones on this very news broadcast? Well, this is starting to this is starting to feel pretty concerning to me now too, Mike. But when you yeah. put it that way, he's mm. you know emailed me multiple times with bullshit stories. <laughs> yeah. He wants us to do slander about Dana Carvey, and <laughs> I I'm not going to do that. I think we're fans of Dana Carvey, right? I'm a uh, fan of I, Dana Carvey. I, I, I saw his last Netflix special, and it was bad. Well, just that's just because he got up there and told the truth. <laughs> oh no, was it one of those? He said, these are seven words you're not allowed to say no more. And then he did them all in the church lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were those words? Uh, well, let me tell you. They were, were no, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> no, I like Dana Carvey. I think he's fun. You know, he was, you know I, I, didn't, I haven't seen his new special, though. So I mean, it's like five years old now or something. But uh, oh, Well, that's not new at all. But I'll stand with the 80s Dana He's probably Carvey. fucking having to defend himself from Mike Myers all the goddamn time. <laughs> right. There. God, imagine trying to write when you've got that guy doing everything he can to sabotage yeah. your life. So Yeah, just running around going, get in my belly! And all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get in my belly! Yeah, baby! Mike, uh, Dana Carvey's just sitting there trying to write, and he's just like, grr, baby! <laughs> Swing. It's like it's like Rich Little just joined. <laughs> now do your Ronald Reagan. Well, hey, I got I got This is a Mike Myers. It's very specific regional Mike Myers. You're not gonna do a Reagan. I'll get back to Reagan, but this is okay, regional. Yeah, sure, sure. This is regional. Okay. This is regional. this is Mike Myers doing a regional uh, for Myers. This is Austin. Texas uh-huh. powers. Oh. Okay. Austin, oh. Texas powers. B-Caves, okay. bro. What? You kind of have to live here and know that there's a road <laughs> called B-Caves. It's, you know, it's very specific. Area. It's, <laughs> there's a road in Austin funny. called B-Caves. I'll do it again. B-Caves road. <laughs> Dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> there's no barrier. Listen, it's Austin, Texas powers. So I think we get caves road. (laughs) It's a big road if you live in Austin. To everyone that doesn't live in Austin, yeah. So you ready for our next story? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So our next story comes to us from ABA Journal, also known as the American Bar Association Journal. Ooh, yeah, huh. I'm, I'm a bartender. I probably have a lot. I have an article in there about making mm-hmm. flaming Dr. Peppers. This is, this right. is a, a lawyer journal. We cover people getting sued and bars getting sued. Yeah, it's a big deal. Dram shop law is what we got to talk about. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every issue is going to talk about, you know, the legal consequences of over-serving someone. Mm-hmm. So. And the legal consequences of flair bartending. <laughs> you, you are mean- legally... 
a douchebag if you spin your bottles around. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So in late June, the Ohio Supreme Court took an unusual step and indefinitely suspended a lawyer. Now, lawyers are suspended all the time, but this usually happens because of something they did in their duties. For example, the attorney... Please might... those booties. <laughs> yes. For example, the attorney might have stolen from a client or provided woefully inadequate advocacy for a client. In this case, however, the man was indefinitely suspended for a history of driving while naked. In June 2020, he pleaded guilty after he was arrested for driving while nude. Then, in September 2020, he was charged for another instance of nude driving. Then, the lawyer pleaded guilty or no contest to three more incidences of public indecency, and he admitted to more instances in which he didn't get caught. It turns out that in 2006, the man was also fired from his job as a prosecutor for allegedly walking around naked after hours in a government building. Now, it's not all bad news, however. The Ohio Supreme Court said the naked lawyer would be reinstated if he could abstain from alcohol and fully comply with a recommended mental health treatment program. Well... So he's doing this while he's drunk? Is that the implication? It, 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 it or is wasn't he just clear. It's, a dude who likes to be like, naked? No, it seemed like he liked to be he naked. He liked to be naked. I think he see. I think he should double down on that and become the naked right. lawyer, the naked truth. <laughs> oh, and you have billboards of him walking around in the nude. Okay, but mm -hmm. also holding a, driving around in the nude a law book, buck naked standing there, and you know like. He's like looking in the camera and going like, are people telling you that you're not allowed to go naked? And then when he points his, you know, dangus jangles and stuff like that. And then he's like, get back. You're right. You should be allowed to go naked anywhere else. That's why I'm the naked lawyer. And then it cuts to him, like standing in front of a semi buck naked on the oh, highway. Wow. And he's just like, take back your rights. Like proudly yeah. daring the semi to hit him. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the oh, okay. semi is parked and he's walking along the semi completely naked. Okay. And he's going like, we don't have time to play around with getting dressed up before we go to court. That's why I show up <laughs> to court buck naked. And sometimes when I start to win a case and I can tell the jury's going in my direction, you'll notice something change about me. I'm starting to get chubby. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's a you know because in Austin there really is a guy who's like the lawyer that rocks the rock and roll attorney right and he's got dreadlocks and he's like next to a guitar and I hear he does a good job so I don't see I don't see there's is it really hey does it say anywhere in the law that you're not allowed to be naked I mean yeah it's, is there anywhere in the books it's sort of like an Air Bud situation no does it, 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 it there is there are literally laws against driving naked I don't think there are. I'm, I don't and think against there public are. indecency of being naked in public. Well, what if you're what if you're tastefully nude? You ever heard of that? Tastefully oh. nude, tasteful nudes. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think that you could be tastefully nude at home, but I don't think you could be tastefully nude at Bennigan's. I don't think that Bennigan's would have a problem with that. <laughs> no, they sell potato skins. I've seen. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna. You don't want to get some of those that hot, hot, hot wings on your junk, but. But should you should be allowed to be naked in your car, right? I mean, you know, I, I let me ask you guys that. This is a good question. So, 
how bothered would you be if you know you were driving down the highway and you look over and the guy next to you is com- like completely nude, but not in a not in a touchy way, but maybe maybe he is making unbroken eye contact with you the entire time. No, well, I wouldn't be able to tell he was nude. Other than the yeah. weight shirt up, there's plenty of dudes that roll around without shirts on, and I yeah. don't assume they're nude. True, right? And that dude could very fairly say, "Mind your business. Why are you looking in my car?" <laughs> He'd probably look at you and go, "Hey, mind your beeswax, right? Beeswax." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's keeps giving. I feel like I'm going to hear this a lot. This is great. yeah. Welcome to the new bit that will won't die for the next two years. It doesn't need to. <laughs> Austin, Texas powers. Our next story is a bonus story. So if you want to listen to this, go to our Patreon and subscribe at at least the three dollar level. That's the Knights of Kevin level, and you'll get access to this and every other uh, bonus story that we do. Bonus, bonus. I wanted to, I wanted 2.0 is me also trying to bring a little bit of a Michael Winslow vibe to us. Michael Winslow, uh, dear audience, is the guy that did the funny sounds in Police Academy, the Police Academy films, which were, if you haven't seen them, they were a sort of a breakdown about what's wrong with the law enforcement system in America. Mm-hmm. Sort of like The Wire. They predate The Wire. Many tackleberries. Right. Yes. So, uh, I, oh, I've got I've got kind of a review of our of our Patreon that I got today from uh, Tony from the Swing and Utters, who's a Patreon subscriber. You want to hear oh, it? A, well, we can't. We can't. That's that would be come on gauche, right? I think so. I think that's a li- unless he talks about what pieces of shit we are, then we should absolutely yeah, listen then, to it. Yeah. But if it's favorable, I don't know that we should. There's some there's some urine drinking in here. <gasps> oh, oh well. In that case, there's well, the truths in there. It says, so this is just for the people who are on the Patreon who are missing all the excitement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're all urine drinkers. So I've started yeah. drinking my own urine regularly and <laughs> on a steady regiment of Alpha Monkey mindset pills. He trademarked the mindset, by the way. Well, yeah, you have to. And I'm glad that I don't have to sue him. And then it says, never been happier or healthier. See? That's what you get for $3 a month. Tony, I can't wait to go on tour with you again and we can... <laughs> Have a big frothy glass of warm piss. <laughs> That's right. You guys could trade out piss. That how great would that be? Well, you don't want to do that. That's that's a little. You know, is that not something? That isn't is that not done? Well, I'm just saying we'd have to get our pH levels checked. Uh, well, <laughs> so so I'll give you a little taste before this story starts. It deals with oh. religion and grilled cheese. Mm. Oh, is this Virgin Mary on a sandwich? No, it's old news. Is this a decline? Yeah. This is. Don't subscribe to Patreon for this. I can. I'm sure you've heard this story. This is this before. is not the Virgin Mary on a on a sandwich. Oh, is it not? Well, then no. do do subscribe to our Patreon. I will say that sounds delicious right now. Oh, man, have you not eaten dinner? <laughs> I sort of. I, I you know Let's what? Talk about that for a while. Part of the Alpha Brain Monkey mindset <laughs> is not eating at any time that anyone else did. I don't. I don't live by breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. I get food <laughs> at what time I get food. That's such a good power play. To just <laughs> never eat when anyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always waiting on you. Yeah, that's me. Oh, we know. <clears throat> you know what? Us genius types don't work in the same plotting one step in front of the other. You mean we one fucking foot in front park, of the other? We fucking parkour our way 
up the sides of monuments. <laughs> so our next story comes to us from Sora News 24, which is a Japanese news blog. Not George Soros News 24. Yeah, Sora. That's right. Okay, good. Because that guy owes me a check from a fucking thing that I went to. (laughs) (laughs) So back in episode 42, we covered a story about a man in Japan who was arrested after using deepfake technology and artificial intelligence to remove the mosaic boxes used to censor genitals in Japanese porn. I think we we dubbed him an INS hero. hero. The INS hero. The INS hero then sold this bootleg uncensored porn through his own website. As a refresher to our listeners, Japanese obscenity laws forbid explicit depictions of genitalia. So genitals are pixelated when they appear in Japanese pornography. The man was charged for copyright violations and the display of obscene electromagnetically recorded media. And on June 29th, we finally got a verdict in the case. The man was found guilty and sentenced to two years imprisonment. The judge, however, suspended the man's sentence if he does not offend for the next three years because the judge said the man had shown remorse. The man was also fined 2 million yen or about $15,000. Now, this isn't too bad considering that the man reported an income from his videos of 11 million yen or about $82,500. And that's just what he reported, right? I mean, I'm guessing all the transactions probably went through ebay i mean, if, I mean paypal i think if you're in the business of of contraband pornography you might not report all of your earnings to the government yeah i think that's that goes with it a little bit of crypto going in there <laughs> then he's in trouble that's, yeah apparently that's not a good investment right now mm, yeah hey but what goes down must go up right what goes down <laughs> must come up <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I think we're on the precipice of a real rocket total by the dip. Anybody who knows anything knows that that crypto is a threat to the global elite. And so what do they do? They initiate an inflationary period mm. when people are going to be hesitant to invest in what is being branded as speculative, speculative markets. Uh, there's never been a more surefire bet than cryptocurrency. Yep. <laughs> That's some, some wild... Uh... Financial mm-hmm. advice you're giving there, Brian. Yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it at all. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to reinvest in my baseball card collection. I think that's a good idea too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that Mookie Wilson card, right? You want, you want to talk about baseball cards? Talk Not about really. Baseball cards. All right, we should do a whole podcast just on that. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that the guy who played, or the guy who had the robot, the Boz? on the hit TV show Riptide. Yeah. Uh, famously has a wonderful baseball card collection. Really? Mm. Yeah. I forget that guy's name. That. Perry King? It's a true story. Does he have a uh, Nolan Ryan? I mean, yeah, I probably. For the listeners, uh, if you are a person of our age, when you mm-hmm. grew up in the north central Texas area, you knew at least six kids who claimed they were related to Nolan Ryan. And the Von Erics. And the Von Erics. Oh, they might have been related to the Von Erics. There were might a lot have been of those. Really, yeah. That was a, a family fucked around. Oh, man. <laughs> and they all, but one or two, have died tragically. By their own hands. Some real sad mental illness in that family. Yeah. So moving back to the story, 
I don't know. What do, what do you got on the on uh, the the man sentence? What do you think two years? Well, yeah. I think it's bullshit. I mean, it's got a real. I can't believe that oh, yeah. a country that kind of permissive in every other way is so weird about the genitals thing. It is yeah. really bizarre because Japan's pretty like. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of crazy sex stuff. Like the thing they, the things they do allow. I mean, maybe that's why. Like, there's so many like drawings of tentacles entering every orifice on a gal, is because you can't dicks. just, you just can't see regular genitals. Yeah. Like maybe if, if there was just regular ass porn over there, there wouldn't be so many like bukkakis and things like that. They made a word for a thing you can do over there. Man, islands are we? Like you would assume. Like, I wonder if this is true. If, like, there's some anthropologist could say, well, yeah, uh, historically, islands have always been more conservative than uh, nations that have more land borders because it's a lot easier to secure the import and export of items on an island. So, since it's easier to control, the control happens naturally. Certainly easier than uh, places that have more land barns and nobles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving me from an attempt to almost make a real point about something. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, I don't know. This I, I'm glad he's not going to jail. It sounds like there's some. Well, he could if he reoffends. He could, he, he will go to jail. He's, he's not. Gonna I bet the it. judge is on his list of buyers. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't know. It sounds like the judge like has to give him that sentence, but to. To let someone off, to sentence you and then let you off, that feels like some kind of like ah, I gotta I gotta do this in part. I gotta say this, but I, I know we all we all look at T Jube, we all go to Red Tube, we all go to Pornhub, we all go to OnlyFans, we all go to Cam Soda, we all go to Mike knows all of them. Sex Web Tube, we all go to Sex Tube. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping he gets back to the good work that he's been doing as soon as he can. Maybe just maybe just uh, start doing it again, and then and then just don't distribute it. Just collect it until Japan changes its draconian laws. Bold statement. Draconians. One of those. One of those terms. Well, I mean, yeah, they're from Kryn. <laughs> the Dragonlance novels. Oh my god! If you kill them, they will explode. So, uh, Mike, do you have a you know your podcast corner, right? Yes. Sometimes on the podcast we talk about things and people don't know about it. And as you know, dear listeners, we have been in the middle, or now we're at the very end of the Glen A. Larsonissance, and I feel like we've covered the rise. Of the Glen Ayers Renaissance, but now I want to talk about the fall. We've got most of we. I feel like we've covered most of the big shows. Uh, there's one show that I just want to briefly go over that we have not mentioned, and like many shows, Glen A. Larson was trying to rip off stuff. Let's call. It, we'll get more into that later. But at one point, he decided I need to take something from the Road Warrior. What? So we created a show called The Highwayman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've discussed this before when we talked about Jacko. One of these. One of these. And one of those. Oh, one of these. And it was Jacko and Sam Jones who uh, played Flash Gordon in the movie. And funny nice. enough, quit acting for a while to become like a Merc. Merc Ryan. Um, he went... 
He went, he like quit acting to become like a literal like mercenary for some people. But so, and it was, it was a show and it was made everyone excited. The opening was this really cool shot thing with this crazy, you know, there's like semis that, that, Road Warrior had to use. It's this crazy looking semi that has this, looks like a plane has sort of been attached to it. It can't fly. There's no wings, but it's as if they molded it in. Then you got Jocko who's running around going, but it's actually (laughs) incredibly boring. It was a really awful, awful show. How many episodes did you watch for this? Oh, the whole season. Oh, wow. I haven't slept. Uh, so he did that. There was um, Nightman, which we mentioned that had a brief thing that Manimal had a crossover on. And he actually worked, Glenn Larson worked on the new Battlestar Galactica that was pretty different. It was, I don't know, the, the roughest of rough concepts with that. But it turns out some of the aliens or some of the robots were actually people. And it's a whole, it was a whole thing. It had uh, Edward James almost in it. Yes. Chemo from Stand and Deliver. Almost got him there. If you were our age, you watched the movie Stand and Deliver in math class once a year. And <laughs> yes, did. so, you know, that's when it kind of, he kind of fell off after a while. But the problem is, like I said with Glenn Larson, he often was accused of plagiarism, of theft. Despite his success, he had a lot of, you know, he was just kind of perceived as this guy with a lack of originality. And like I said one in one episode, Harlan Ellison once referred to him as Glenn Larceny for the similarities between Larson's shows and Blockbuster. So anytime there's a kind of sci-fi-y thing that was really big, you could expect about two years later there would be a show that would be a very watered-down version of that. In, uh, in James Garner had a beef with Glenn Larson in his autobiography, the Garner files that I've read before. It's actually pretty good stated that Larson stole a number of plots from the Rockford files, which was James Garner's production company, and then used them for his own shows simply by changing the dialogue minimally and using different character names. Garner's group complained to the writer's guild. Larson was fine. And an episode of Larson series switch called death by resurrection had the writing credits revised to give sole credit to the writers of the Rockford files episode. This case is closed (laughs) as it was very clearly the basis of the switch episode. Nevertheless, Garner felt that the fine had taught Larson nothing when he persisted (laughs) in plagiarism and later copied the theme music from the Rockford files for one of his shows. Woo. Garner stated that Larson subsequently showed up on the Rockford set, put his arm around Garner and said, I hope there's no hard feelings, Jim. After Larson ignored a warning by Garner to take his arm off him, Garner claims that he punched Larson so hard that Larson flew across the curb into a motorhome and out the other side. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that James that, that James Garner was that tough. That he could it's like do, a cartoon. He had punch powers like the Hulk. <laughs> Uh, TV uh, expert Thomas Duke Miller stated that he once asked Garner if he would work with Larson on any other TV show. And Garner said, only if we need a dead body. Wow. Strong words from James Garner. Uh, He got sued on a bunch of shows. I think the $6 million man, Quincy, Battlestar Galactica. Buck Rogers, Magna P.I., and Knight Rider all had people coming after him. Because it was one of those things, once a couple people went after him, everybody kind of saw like, oh, this is, you know, this guy steals from everybody. Right. And I, I, I don't know that he 
lost all those, but those are like all right. the, the entities that well, came I, with I have them. a question for you real quick before yes. we move on. So a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that the Lamborghini in Automan was Glenna A. Larson's Lamborghini. Did he steal that? He could, Well, the Lamborghini was stolen from... Robin Masters. Robin Masters. <laughs> but Glenn died. Glenn died of esophageal cancer, age 77. November 14th, 214. He's buried at Rose Hill Burial Park in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Oh, so I would like to suggest that when we do our tour, when we go to Oklahoma mm-hmm. City and play the... The Oklahoma Dome. <laughs> we maybe take us and the patron patrons, uh, Oklahoma patrons, right. do a little sure. field trip that the all the way out there okay. to honor. Uh, you know, the only other show really worth noting that I remember that affected our life that's going to come up in here is the show Quincy, mm, Quincy yeah. M E, and it was uh, it was Jack Klugman who played. The I can't remember Felix or Oscar. I think he was Oscar on the the Odd Couple. Uh, he was a doctor, but he also saw he was like a forensic doctor, I think, and he solved murders. And I never really watched Quincy. He was a little ahead uh, older than me. But there's a really famous episode where Quincy has to solve a murder involved in the punk scene. Yeah. And this was like really early in the punk scene. So there's a there's a really great like early. I'm really fascinated by early portrayals, Hollywood portrayals of punks and punk rock because it's so over the top. You know, they're like just kind of feral animals that can barely talk. You know, right. they're more they're more road warrior than like music fan. They're more like apocalyptic scavenger. Um, but it is a lot of really great. I believe the band in the show is called, I, and I might be confusing this and chips i'll have to do more research but i believe the band might be called pain i think the band in chips is pain okay anyway later on there was a band that called themselves the quincy punks in honor to the tv show quincy at some point we'll do a whole episode of punks in early hollywood betrayal but that would be good as for now we look to the stars when we think of glenn larson and i can only imagine that he is on planet Kolob, which is Mormon heaven, as we all know, <laughs> celebrating, driving around a celestial Lamborghini, looking at various shows being produced on Earth now. What's your your Marvels and your Star Warses and your Fast and your Furiouses, and thinking in his head what watered-down, lukewarm versions of them he could churn out. And maybe... Maybe on Wednesday nights in heaven, when you sit down with a big old hot dog that's good for you, that's made of pure nitrate, not just parts of nitrates in it, and it's slathered in ketchup, or not ketchup, because it's heaven, Ah. and you get to choose, and nobody is better or worse for it. And you sit down, and you're watching a show called Night Rider. But with titties. <laughs> and it's a show about Knight Rider, but they also show titties in it. And is that the title? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Knight Rider, well, but with titties. I'd watch that. Because mm-hmm. then I think I think Glenn O. Larson always wanted to show nudity. Specifically male female chest nudity and male full frontal nudity. And yeah. I think in heaven, Mormon heaven, Planet Kolob, he's getting his chance. So 
to you, Glenn A. Larson, I give you the Mormon celestial salutes of Kapa Nu, Kapa Nu Guinea. What? <laughs> to the stars! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think we'll go next? There's all kinds of different places of things. Stephen J. Cannell? Sit, Ubu, sit, good dog. I'm not going to lie. I am eyeing a certain Donald P. Belisario. <laughs> Is it time for a Belisario sauce? When is it not? I mean, not during Larsanasance season, but we're just out of that now. Right. You have to trans- transition into the new. Yeah. I was going to ask, when, oh. we're, when we're in Oklahoma, can we pick up that copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Wow, that's a c- c- so. c- call back. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> so that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. The best way to find out if you're still in this dimension, the proper dimension, is to make sure INS is still available. And the best way to do that is to make sure all your friends are listening. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. To the stars! (laughs) Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS the news you need.